Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 434 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer in Ice District. Uh, they're just doing the pre-roll in-house. You can hear that in the background. Some guests in Oilers Now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply saving a night in the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had, don't you know? 9990. Jasper Avenue. You can tell Chris and Chef Eltop and Brendan that Oilers now sent you. Brendan, hook a brother up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Roos Chris open uh, 4 o'clock until close on Oiler game days and 5 until close Tuesday through Sunday. As we bring aboard for Horse Racing Alberta. Experience live standard bed racing every Friday in January. New 7.30 post time. Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. View the full schedule at thehorses.com. We welcome back to the show. I believe he is in the province of Alberta. He might be in Calgary. We won't hold that against him. We welcome back to the show daily face-offs, Frank Saravalli. Hello, Frank. How you doing? I'm good, Bob. How are you? Good. Why are you in Calgary? I'm in Calgary heading to the Brad Tree Living Bowl tonight, the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, against the Calgary Flames, and then I'm heading over to uh, to the mountains, going to Jasper for a little pond hockey. So why wouldn't you come to Edmonton first? And It's like four hours straight west from Edmonton. Are you going up the Icefields Highway? Is that the one you're going to take? You gonna Is that the one that goes through the mountains? Yes. Yes. Drive safely. Yep. Yeah, I hope the weather's good. Oh, yeah. No, it's, gonna, it's, a, it's an awesome trip, let me tell you. Alrighty, uh, Bradtree Living Bowl. How much pressure is on the Toronto Maple Leafs after their fourth consecutive blown lead and their 4-2 loss here at Rogers Place at Edmonton on Tuesday night? I think a pretty significant amount of pressure, and I would say, you know, I was really surprised by Sheldon Keefe's comments <laughs> on Wednesday. It kind of felt to me like, yep. having watched the press conference play back again, that that was a coach who hears his name on social media, people calling for his head, and the temperature certainly getting hotter on his seat, that it was almost like he was throwing his arms up in the air saying, hold on a second here. This isn't my fault. And I really don't know how something like that goes over in a dressing room with a bunch of players that are scheduled to make a combined 50-some million dollars next season. So... That part to me was really interesting, and I do think that on the one hand, he's right, that they they need 
people that are reliable contributors to step up when it matters most. And I also think it's right that his roster as currently constructed isn't perfect and far from it with that defense core. All three of those things can be true at the same time. Well, Frank, I'll tell you this. I was in the building and not pleased with the Oilers' first 35 minutes of that game. Uh, Mm -hmm. They puked up way too many pucks. Now, Toronto's got skill. They were knocking pucks down and making plays. But Edmonton was lucky that it was only 2-0 that they were able to rally. But once they got going, you just had... uh, Once Derek Ryan scored to make the game 2-2. If you were in the building that night and the way it had been going for the Leafs and the way it had been going for Edmonton, you thought it was inevitable that Edmonton was going to win. And and I had an extended... It's because the Leafs also stopped playing. Well, I had an extended conversation, as you know, with uh, Brad that day, and we ran the interview here on Oilers Now, and uh, he didn't hold anything back. They are in the market for defensemen. There's Multiple two, defensemen. Yes, and there's two defensemen with Calgary. One you think is going to sign, right? You think Hannafin's going to sign in Calgary? I, I think it's it's on the table. I, uh, you know, it's hard to really handicap given the fact that they basically gave him everything he wanted and he still got cold feet. If I were in Craig Conroy's shoes, that would make me really nervous because you need to choose carefully. You, you can't kind of embark on this retool here or whatever you want to call it, whichever R word you want to use and trade away a bunch of pieces, sign Noah Hannafin, and then 18 months in, he says, you know what? I, I need you to trade me. I don't like it here. I want to go back to the U.S. You can't you can't get that wrong, and that's one thing that would leave me feeling a little uneasy. What do you think happens? Is it a slam dunk Tanev gets moved? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. As close to a slam dunk as you can get, and to that same end, I, I really don't think there's been very much conversation with the Lindholm camp in terms of an extension, so... I. I'd see. I'd foresee both of those guys moving. If I recall correctly, it was back in 2012, 2013. Frank Cervalli for the horses and horse racing Alberta live standard racing Friday nights out at Century Mile. Frank, uh, in that year, the Flames, in a span of about a week, traded both Jay Bomeister and Jerome Ginla. So, mm-hmm. I mean, those guys played for Team Canada. They were pretty damn good, you know, Jay. Uh, the one nothing victory against the United States. Jay helped set up that goal in the game over in 2014 Olympics. And, of course, Iggy was unbelievable in the 2010 Olympics. Um, I mean, those guys were the Flames' best forward and best defenseman. So they've been in. Lindholm is their best forward, in my opinion. And if Do Hannah, you only like both of those guys because they're from Edmonton? Jerome McGinnell and Jay Bomeister? Yeah. Well, I am a little bit provincial, yeah. I, I, you know, like the, I was just wondering why for, you picked those two to mention. Well, I, I just so happened that they traded those two that year, and they were the Flames' best players. And, you know, like, you are allowed to like things from where you're from. Like, we already talked hey, about uh, You don't need to tell me. I understand. Like, I like oil and gas, Frank. You know what I'm saying? Like, me too. Yeah, it's called Oilers. So, there you go. Uh you that, know what I don't like? It's, yeah, let's let's have a, want to have a little power grid discussion? All right, let's not do that. <laughs> Did you hear the news today? Oh, they a bunch of the federal or a bunch of the uh, MPs uh, with a specific party. Uh, there was a huge uh, wildfire, or so they said, uh, out in uh, Nova Scotia, and it turned out that no, they actually caught a guy and it was arson. But they hmm. all said this was a byproduct of global warming, and as it turned out, no, it was arson. And seven it's of uh, funny how that works. Funny how that works. So, but they certainly use the opportunity to jump aboard and hammer away. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, I, I wonder how people driving around Edmonton right now would feel about electric cars and 
uh, in minus 40 degrees. With yeah, the, good luck getting the battery to work. Yeah, exactly. Well, all right. Good luck getting any range on it, by the way. And, and let's then we can talk about what the conversation is like and how much it costs to produce it. Yeah, well, there you go. So, Frank, here's the deal. So, we're, we're watching Calgary closely. Edmonton's in Calgary Saturday. The Leafs are there tonight. Mm-hmm. They've stayed in the fight here. Like, they've run off yep. four consecutive victories, uh, and they still have Cotterie, and they still have Huberto signed long-term. Isn't it interesting what Trelawney did, though? You know, like, he ended up having to move Goodrow and uh, Kachuk, and, or, well, he didn't move Goodrow. He, he lost him to free agency. Um, and conversely, he goes to Toronto, and he locks down Matthews and Nylander. Is there any concern about having what's going to amount to about $45 million plus tied up in four players long-term? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I think long term, no, you can see a path with John Tavares and one more year of kind of gritting through that. And then you'll have some significant cap space if you're thinking that he takes a hometown discount. And if not, he's completely off your books. And at the same time, you're likely projecting a four and a half to $5 million salary cap increase every year, finally, which is kind of what they were looking at the whole time. I think the Leafs, probably more than any other team, if we're being fair based on the way that they had structured their books, the pandemic crushed them more than most. And and so long term, no. I think the bigger question is, what can you do in the short term to boost this team? <laughs> And more than that, is it even worth it with all the surgery that they have to do and, the, frankly, the lack of assets that they have? There's not very many prospects. They don't have very many picks. And they've got some cap space to play with thanks to the John Klingberg injury. But short of that, that's kind of it. So um, I think the Leafs are in a, a bit of a tough spot when it comes to this deadline they're a team that is not a Stanley Cup contender in my eyes and is a pretty long way off from it. Uh, you had a conversation with Chris McFarland. You know, there was people that uh, were talking about Chris McFarland five years ago. It's like there was people talking about Chris Knobloch eight to ten years ago. Uh, he is the general manager of the Colorado Avalanche. Do they need a second-line center or a goaltender more uh, to help support Al- uh, Alexander Georgiev? Which one more? I think they need a, a second-line center more. The Ryan Johansson experiment really hasn't worked out so far this year, and it was a worthy try. If you yeah. if you think you can get that player at 60-some points and only $4 million on the cap, and you know Chris McFarlane has a pretty intimate knowledge of what Ryan Johansson is like going back to Columbus, I get why they tried it. They're also stuck with him for next year as well, and so it, it hasn't been great. So they definitely need that second-line center. That team's probably going to look a bit different when it comes to post-deadline. You know, the, the thought process is that at some point, if Valeri Nichushkin can work his issues out, that he'll be back after a, a stay in the player assistance program. And then what about Gabriel Landeskog? I mean, the fact that he's skating again, the fact that he's likely at some point in the near future, Chris McFarland said on our pod 
uh, going on the road with the Avs and is a twinkle in their eye to come back in the playoffs when there is no cap. I mean, those would be two pretty massive pickups when you think about how well Nachushkin played this year. Add in a center. I don't think you need to overspend on the goalie position, but the fact that Alexander Georgiev, is he's definitely playing way too much, and they acknowledged it publicly. They need some help there. Ivan Provzvatov can't just be the answer as the guy that they picked up off of waivers. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, hey, uh, the, in, interesting how things work. Tyler Ennis announced his retirement today over in Europe, and mm-hmm. Jared Spurgeon shut down for the year due to an injury. Um, those two players were cut in peewees the same year. Trying out. That must have been a hell of a team in Edmonton. They must have had a real good team that year. Real good team, to quote Mike Babcock. But speaking of Minnesota, could they be a potential seller here? Could they be? Uh, yes, they're trending seller for sure. By the way, Jared Spurgeon and Tyler Ennis also both represented by the same group, which is interesting. Um, you know, I think when you look at the wild and how this year has unfolded, they had a slightly better start to the year than the Oilers. They make their coaching change not long after the Oilers make theirs and they got the same kind of bump. I I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think they were something like 12 and three in the first 15 games under John Hines. Like it was that good. And then they just got hit with a barrage of injuries. It wasn't just six players out of the lineup. It's all their core pieces. Spurgeon, their captain, Jonas Brodine on the back end, uh, Kirill Kaprizov, their leading scorer up front, Philip Gustafson, their starting goalie. I mean, teams can't expect to uh, be without core pieces like that for a long period of time and hope to make up a significant amount of ground in the standings like the Wild were facing. I think they're going to make one sort of last-ditch effort here, mm-hmm. maybe go after a small uh, you know, pending unrestricted piece where they don't have any strings attached to them. And if not, or and or if this continues on, they're going to have to sell off pieces. And that includes someone like Pat Maroon. That includes probably, if he raises his hand, Marc-Andre Fleury. Um, they might have to, you know, part ways with some of the other pieces in their lineup. They think they could probably get a good bit for someone like Brandon Duhame that flies. And... They've got decisions to make because this is a back-to-back 100-point team that had real aspirations to be not just a playoff team, but one that finally breaks through in the playoffs, and they're going to have to go back to the drawing board. You mentioned Pat Maroon. Any update on Corey Perry, a somewhat similar type of player? Uh, Well, Perry moves way better and is definitely more productive at his age and his career. Yes, he's a better Um, player. Yep. I would say nothing new, nothing really front burner. He's kind of taking his time. Yep. He's not in a rush, and he's got lots of suitors. There you have it. Uh, Frank, we hope you have a safe trip up to Jasper. Uh, by the way, we Thank have you. we have had some response. Uh, Sparky Kemp says, Bob and Frank speaking political truth. I love it. Why? Because we said we support oil and gas. Uh, this texture yeah. says, Bob, it's nice to know we've got a couple conservative voters in the city of Edmonton. Well, Frank's actually not a voter in Edmonton, and I've never told you what side of the ledger. I uh, I just said I support oil and gas. We have Pride Night mm-hmm. in the building. I support Pride Night, too. There you go. If that makes me a dinosaur, well, I already look like one. There you go. Uh, which one? 
<laughs> See you, Bob. I, hey, no, wait. I had one more for you. Well, like the Eagles. Okay. The Eagles. You know, what's going to happen? Don't there? you don't have to rub it in? Come on. Well, I mean, did I go? Did I go at you about Alabama? No, and I lost. All, they lost all their players. Mm-hmm. They've lost and a, their coach. And their well, like first they lost the coach, then they lose the players. It's kind of like the line in Scarface, right? First, yeah. Anyways, you know where I'm going. Frank, enjoy your trip up to Jasper. See you, Bob. Uh, Four forty-eight in Edmonton. Big Bad Joe says, Bob. Big Bad Joe loves oil and gas as much as I love the Oilers. That one comes to us from Big Bad Joe. We'll take a quick time out. It's four forty-eight in Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 452 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. The Oilers Now Injury Report is brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, proud supporters of the Edmonton Oilers, the Edmonton Elks, and the U of A Golden Bears. Trent Brown, of course, had a lengthy CFL career, a two-time CFL All-Star. And I would assert to you the best football player produced out of the University of Alberta in the last 40 years. Well, uh, the Seattle Kraken are down two really good players. Uh, Matty Beneers, who last year won the Rookie of the Year as he beat out Stuart Skinner, 24 goals and 57 points, plus 14. He is out with an upper body injury. And Vince Dunn, undisclosed, uh, 35 points this year in 42 games. He had 64 points last season and went plus 28. He plays 23 minutes a game. He's their best player. He is not available tonight. The Oilers are healthy. How healthy? Sam Gagne is back in. Looks like Adam Ernie uh, might be a scratch as we go to... Our game day lineup report, which is presented by McGuire Financial. Stick handle your way to financial success. For a free financial consultation, visit mcguirefinancial.ca. Here we go. For the Edmonton Oilers, Connor McDavid up front with Ryan Nugent, Hopkins, and Zach Hyman. McDavid, as I mentioned, on an 11-game point streak. Five goals, 17 points during that stretch. Against Seattle in his career in nine games, and the Oilers are 7-2 uh, and two lifetime against the Kraken. Connor McDavid has seven goals and 16 points. Leon Dreisaitl has even better numbers against Seattle. Hill center Kane and Fogel. Dreisaitl has three goals, 17 points, eight career games against the Kraken, and is plus nine. Ryan McLeod with Matthias Yanmark and Derek Ryan. Those guys were terrific as the game wore on against Toronto. It'll be Sam Gagne and Connor Brown on a line with James Hamlin. Connor Brown has not scored in 51 games, dating back to March 24th of 2022 as a member of the Ottawa Senators against the Winnipeg Jets. Matthias Eckholm 
in his career as an Oiler, plus 41 in 60 games. The Oilers are 42-16-2 in those 16 games since Eklund came over in that trade from Nashville, and he was hurt for part of it. So Matias Eklund with Evan Bouchard, and Evan has two goals, eight points in nine career games, plus eight against the Kraken. Darnell Nurse with Cody Ceci. Here's your stat on Cody Ceci, because people said, when's he ever going to score? Sometimes it just works out this way for defensemen, and I can prove it. Cody Ceci's not scored in 118 NHL regular season games. If you include the playoffs, he's at 130, okay? Kevin Lowe went the final 33 games of the 84-85 season and the first 57 games of the regular season in 85-86, as well as all 16 playoff games during the 85 run. That team, by the way, considered to be the greatest in NHL history, voted by the fans. So Kevin went 90 straight regular season games. CeCe had 118. Those Oilers teams those two years scored over 400 goals both seasons. Kevin Lowe was playing with a wrist injury for much of that time. He busted his wrist. Took him a while to uh, get going. Then he scored a couple goals back-to-back in games 58 and 59. And that was in 85-86. In the 86-87 Stanley Cup Finals, he scored two shorthanded goals against the Flyers. Kulak and Darren, a very good analytics third-pairing defense for Edmonton. Stuart Skinner starts in goal. He's 15-2, a 1.88 goals against average, 9.30 save percentage in his last 17 starts. The Oilers are fifth in goals for, eighth on the power play, 11th on the PK, first in shots for, 12th in goals against. Think about that. They have moved from, geez, I'm going to look this up right here, right now, and it is not pretty. So when, when the Oilers played the Seattle Kraken on November the 11th, they were 30th in the league in goals against. They're now 12th. The Oilers were 31st in the league on penalty killing. They are, uh, they're now 11th. Wow. Uh, so Ekholm and Bouchard, Nurse and CeCe, Kulak and Darnay, Skinner starts for Edmonton. He'll oppose Joey Decord, who's 13-6-8 at 2.28 goals against average, 9.23 save percentage. It'll be former Regina Pat Riker Evans. These guys hit the home run with three straight second-round picks. They got uh, Riker Evans in the second round of 21. Then they got Jager Ferkus in the second round of 2022, and they got Lucas Dragasivic, the son of Milan Dragasivic, who uh, played with Colin Greger in Acadia, won a national title there back in 1994. Lucas Civic, 32 points in 38 games this year of Tri-Cities, plays a bit like the uh, right-shot D-man that was with New Jersey that signed in Columbus, Damon Severs. So they've got some good prospects coming. It'll be McCann up front with Tomas Tatar and Jordan Everly, who's a pending UFA this year. Uh, Wenberg with uh, Jaden Schwartz. Now, Jaden Schwartz did not practice this morning. He was dealing with an illness, but is expected to play. Uh, and then they got Brandon Tanev on the right side. Yanni Gord with Eli uh, Tolvanen and Oliver Bjorkstrand. And they're going to put... We mentioned Burakovsky's back in. He's going to play in a line with Ty Cartier and former Oiler Kyler Yamamoto. Uh, Riker Evans will be with Adam Larson, Jamie Alexiak with Will Borgen, and Brian Dumoulin with Justin Schultz round out the D for the Kraken, who are 27th in the league in goals for, 10th in the league in goals against. They're just ahead of Edmonton, who's 12th. There you go. That's the game day lineup report, and it is time at 4.58 to get to Oilers now. 
Trivia. It is presented by Pro-Am Sports. Fan cave and fan gear specialist for all budgets. All correct answers enter to win a Mark Messier 11 by 14 autographed and framed Oilers photo. Check out ProAmSports.ca. Check them out at 127-28 St. Albert Trail in Edmonton. Here we go. The Seattle Kraken have two Oilers first-rounders. Two Oilers first-rounders, both of whom played in Edmonton and both who were selected 22nd overall in their draft year. Who were they? You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. At 4.59, we'll head off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn. Come back with Ron McLean for Century Casino Sports Bar.